The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is officially live in Ohio. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports anytime and anywhere right here in Ohio with DraftKings. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with code CONTEST will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings has the best features including same-game parlays, player props, and more with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can use code CONTEST to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CONTEST. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER 21 and over and physically present in Ohio. Valid one offer per first-time depositors who have not already redeemed $200 in free bets via pre-launch offer. Minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued as bonus bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. See dkng.co slash oh for terms. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. gentlemen and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum and welcome back to stardom quest the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world i am as always alex and i am joined by a traitorous betrayer seth rollins of this podcast dylan Hi, it dylan. feels so good to be back hello how are you guys Hi. you know living in colorado i didn't realize it fucking Oh my god, so dry? Like, I just walked up the stairs and I'm out of breath. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my god. This is rough. But hello, everybody. I, I am back. I can blame Colorado for that. <laughs> okay, I'm also, like, out of shape, but still. Like, also, it's just, it's hard. To, it's hard. Oh, boy. It's very dry here. Um, but yes, I am, I have returned. I apologize for my absence last week. Um, I'm sure everybody missed me. Um... I have moved. I am now in the land of Lashley, Colorado Springs. Uh, it is beautiful here. I live right next to the mountains. It's cool. But uh, because of that, last week I was suffering from a lot of anxiety. And uh, I didn't wake up until like 3 p.m. on the day we were supposed to record. We usually record at noon. So um, I apologize for missing out on that. And uh, I hear you had a great show, Al. I'm sure everybody Hi. loved it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it was the worst episode we've ever done without, like, any shadow of a doubt. It is up there with VTG1, where <laughs> we were so wooden 
and you couldn't hear what we were saying. Like, it is that tier of bad. I would put it in that tier. See, I almost started listening to it on the train, but then I was like, I have better things to do, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, you uh, do. Yeah, even I haven't listened to it back. And I listen to every episode back because I forget <laughs> everything we've said by, like, the next day. But this time, I, was, I just said, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm not doing it, so... And it's a shame because, like, the reason why I didn't tell you to get somebody else was because I really wanted to do that episode, like myself. I really wanted to be there for it. So uh, <laughs> it's really, really a shame that uh, it worked out that way. But, uh, yes, I am back. Um, it is an hour earlier here than it used to be, so I am a bit tired because, you know, I'm a late sleeper usually. Um, but I'm ready to talk about some some wrestling, a lot of wrestling, in fact. Like, yeah, there were, what, there were a lot 17 of matches. matches yeah. I wrote about all of them, so like I should know, but there's a lot of fucking matches. Well, I wrote about them too, and even I just they they blended together after a while. <laughs> I stopped counting. Yeah, um, yeah. So a lot of them had the no... same build. Was the was the kind of problem? Was they kind yes. of had the same through line? But we'll get into I, that. Maybe we should get into that first, actually, before because hmm. there's no news, so we'd be going right into yep. the review. Um, as far as round one of Cinderella tournaments go. This was one of the weaker ones I remember in a while. I didn't think Certainly. a lot of the wrestlers worked to the time limit as uniquely as they used to, right? It felt like everybody was just doing their standard match, but shorter. Only a handful of them really, you know, worked to the 10 minute time limit and made it seem like, okay, well, I have to win now. I have to win or else I'll draw and I'll be eliminated. Or, and even a lot of the teases for the other top rope stuff just kind of got annoying after a while. There was about a dozen people skinning the cat. It was like a Royal Rumble at some points. It like this used to be a really unique show with a lot of matches that just were sprints and wrestlers doing things that they don't normally do. Um, but this year, it was just a lot of people doing their normal shtick and just making it shorter, really. And I didn't think it was as good as usual. Yeah, I actually totally agree. I think that uh, the matches that almost didn't feel like Cinderella matches usually did the best. Um, like, for example, a match that I actually really, really loved was, and obviously this is kind of no surprise to anybody, was uh, Hanan versus Micah. I thought that was just a very simple Hanan versus Micah match. There wasn't anything like, you know, Cinderella-y or like, other than like Hanan doing a couple of spots, but I thought that match was really, really well done. Whereas a match that was more you know, supposed to be like, like the ones that go f closer to the time limit and stuff like that. It just, it got a bit repetitive, especially with a lot of the matches being like somebody who had zero chance of winning versus somebody who was definitely winning. Um, it kind of was just like, okay, what are we, you know, when are we moving forward through this? And it, it got a little bit uh, daunting after a while, especially as I watched half of this 12 hours into my 20 hour train ride. So, uh, I, I just, it was a lot, certainly. It was. It was. Um, but I suppose we'll break it down a bit more uh, as we go match by match, and maybe we'll obviously point out the ones that we thought did um, work within the, the constraints of the tournament pretty well. Um, but before that, uh, the the show, it was obviously on April 3rd uh, of 2022. It was in the Tachikawa Stage Garden, and they did 928 fans, which is a really, really good number. Um, you know, Oh, wait, there's one big piece of news. I totally forgot. I, I just read it like an hour and a half ago. Uh, Japan's opening up this month completely. Yeah? Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, like, not, not like, uh, I mean, like, as in people coming to Japan. Um, ah. Everybody except for strict tourists are allowed in Japan. So any, any international worker 
is uh, like, you know, visas are being, I believe, reestablished uh, any day now. So that's that's the big news. All right. So I wonder is if that, that'll even affect we'll stardom. See. I don't know. We, we might see some Gaijins, but I also don't know. I mean, we've talked about this before that it's like, I don't know what guy, what like foreign talents are really popping right now that aren't signed or going to be signed any day now type of thing. Yeah. And that's never stopped them before, obviously. They've brought in a yeah. lot of really bad wrestlers <laughs> over the years. Um, but now, I mean, they're almost at the point they don't need it as well as that, you know? Um, Rossi seems to like them, so I don't know if he'll keep doing it. He seems to enjoy using outsiders. Um, but at this stage, I mean, they, they don't really need foreign wrestlers to fill out the undercards at all. So I wonder if they what are this... going to do that or if they're just going to, you know, stick with all the stuff in, in-house. What this also means to me is uh, there was a little bit of... Because one announcement that's a little bit further away is for Golden Week is that Mai versus Tekla is happening for the SWA belt. And there was some talks on Twitter and Reddit and whatnot that maybe Mayu takes it and does a world tour type of thing. Um, or not a world tour, but just like goes and wrestles around. And that is a lot more possible now than it was even like three days ago. <laughs> so that could also mean that more so than just, oh, uh, foreign wrestlers are allowed here. It's like uh, Japanese wrestlers can go around a lot more easily now uh, as well. So that's also a point of interest. Most definitely. Um, but it's definitely one we'll have to see play out. Um, but just going back to the to the attendance there, uh, 928, pretty good number for the Cinderella opening round. Um, for sure. We're, we're obviously seeing why they, they drag out the Cinderella now, because they used to do this in one day at a cork and and they might get this many tickets obviously they'd be a bit more um but now they're going to get this at the osaka show they have a cork and, and they have Ota Ward. so you can see why also there would be like out. there'd be like 25 to 30 matches yeah you just couldn't do it part. anymore <laughs> yeah no it's not really possible yeah um but that that is that's a strong number um Sardom, again, continues to lead the pack as far as attendances go with uh, TJPW basically in, in second place. I think they're a strong second place. Um, that's about it then. Um, On to the matches, though. In the opener, we had Unagi Sayaka beating Hina in six and a half minutes. Um, this was Hina's first match back in, she's uh, about, what, nine months, maybe? She's been gone a long time. Roughly. Yeah, yeah sometime September, last year. Wasn't it? Last spring. Or not spring, last, uh, yes. September. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It was all right. Like, I, Unagi isn't the wrestler that's going to elevate somebody like Hina, especially a Hina who hasn't wrestled in a long time. So, you know, this this was okay, but it, it was never really going to be much better. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought this was as good as it could be. Um, I wasn't expecting a ton out of it, but I did want to see how Hina did. I actually picked up. Roughly where she left off, she isn't any better or any worse, uh, which is definitely a good thing because uh, she was always pretty pretty fundamentally sound. Um, and her confidence has obviously uh, improved um, over the past few months um, since she's been away, and you could just tell that she feels a little more comfortable in the ring, which is kind of shocking because she just came back, but uh, good for her. And yeah, Unagi did fine. She gave Hina a little bit of shine and then you know, got in, got out, breached the castle gates, and got the one. The one, the win. I haven't <laughs> talked in so long. 
Yeah, you, you sound a bit uh, rough there, your voice as well. It, um, it is, yeah. Like I said, very dry, very dry. I don't drink right. enough water. Yeah, that's, uh, you gotta, gotta sort that out. Um, the next match then, anyway, was Saki Kashima beating Waka Skiyama in two minutes. Um, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed what they did with it. They had Waka not fall for any of Saki's tricks and just took the fight to her for the entire, basically the entire match. And then Saki just rolled her up. Um, and it was a nice role reversal to see Waka on top, and I thought her offense was pretty good. And Saki sold really well for, for Waka, and really kind of sold the, oh, she might get the upset here. Um, before, obviously, the established finish with the revival, she was able to roll up Waka. So, I mean, not only did they play off of Saki's you know, established finisher, but they also let Waka run riot for a little bit, which was pretty fun. Yeah, she was full of pissing vinegar in this one. It was kind of funny. She's like, she like ran to the ring. I was like, why, mm-hmm. why is she run? like? She was on a mission, and then I was kind of just waiting for the revival, and then the revival hit, and it was really funny. And I was like, huh, that's she got revival. Um, yeah, I didn't have a lot to think about this match. I thought it was you know pretty. It was two minutes, so you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> start sounding like Hanma and Sam. Jesus Christ, it's getting bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love Tam. Um, yeah. yeah, so the next match then was Micah defeating Hanan in four and a half minutes with a Mishinoku driver. I don't think it was the Mishinoku driver, it was a variant, but it wasn't the uh, spiking her on the head version. Yeah, it was, you know, the uh, Brody Lee Mishinoku driver. Not Brody Lee, Luke Harper Mishinoku driver, where he like lays him out a bit more. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought this was, this was quite good. Um, Mm-hmm. I've noticed, I've realized that uh, I went through my match sheet, and Micah has only had one match that like wasn't actively a good match this entire year, and it was a tag match against the Wado Tai. Uh, so I'm starting to think that maybe Micah is like one of the best wrestlers in Start, <laughs> just by coincidence. Um, she is consistent. She's, She's definitely incredibly consistent. consistent. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe not. Maybe best she doesn't have the highest peaks possible. Um, she usually, in fact, kind of whiffs on the bigger matches, and she really shines in the smaller ones. This is one of the smaller ones that I think she shined in. Um, great showing by both of them. Obviously, they both have a judo background, so that, you know, they had an automatic thing to work off of there. And, yeah, it was it was a few minutes on, and really looked like she was trying to, like, she felt very urgent, which is always great. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was one of the better matches um, of the first round. Yeah, they, they did a lot of good stuff um, in, in the four and a half minutes. And it was definitely one where uh, Hanan, you know, conceivably being able to eliminate Micah, you know, it wouldn't have been a huge shock to have Hanan eliminate Micah. It, it kind of played into it a little bit. Um, obviously, Micah going through was obviously the, the popular choice given she was going to wrestle Saya in the next round. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think... I think the way they went with it was good because I think Hanan is one of the more believable kids um, in terms of just like she could have won that match and then just lost to Saya and Saya move on if that was the direction they wanted to go. Obviously, the predicted direction was that Micah was going to win and that Micah, you know, she did go on to win and spoiler alert, she ends up challenging Saya after their match for, for a title match um, next month. But if that wasn't going to happen, Hanan getting the shock victory wouldn't have been that surprising if it was over the top rope or something like that. So I liked yeah. how they played off of that. It was a lot better than like a lot of the uh, you know rookies versus you know 
established stars type of matches that they did on these on this show because there was a lot of them and they all kind of felt the same except for this one by the end yeah no and uh we'll talk about one such match in uh, just a little bit but um the next match on the show was mirai beating mina shirakawa in eight and a half minutes uh via over the top rope elimination <clears throat> uh dylan crazy mm-hmm. mina is bad isn't she like i don't i don't i don't she, she's like, not I don't, good I don't want to seem mean, but she works like a WWE style heel. Like it's a lot of heat and a lot of ah ha ha, I'm crazy, and I'm just like I don't like I don't care. <laughs> Quite frankly, if you're gonna be crazy, just be funny. That's that's all I want. Um, and yeah, it was one of Mariah's worst showings. Obviously not her fault really, but it was one of her worst matches so far. And a lot of that is down to crazy Mina with just not being too good. Yeah. Uh... Broken Mina, Joker Mina, the Bloody Angel, whatever you want to call her, it's bad. Um, for for a minute, I was like, "Oh, this is like the Fiend." That's funny, but then it just like it turned from the Fiend into like Randy Orton at his worst. And I was mm-hmm. like, "But also doing an evil laugh." It was just not like when when I have to like defend and I like I, that was just going through my brain. When I have to defend Randy Orton to say, "Oh, Randy Orton isn't this bad," that's bad. That's really bad, because um, I was like, no, nah, I don't want to disrespect Randy Orton like that. Like that doesn't happen. <laughs> like nobody, no, like it's bad. It's not good. Um, no. Mina also just lost by being a weirdo because she like mm-hmm. was just like evil laughing on the apron, and Mariah's just like, you could go, fuck off, and then Mariah won. It was not good. No. Also, also nothing, nothing says grudge match like trying to win by count out for three minutes straight. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't, I don't understand Mina, so that, that's just how it is. I think it would be better if she went all in in it, um, kind of like the original Fiend, where he was just murdering everybody. Like if Crazy Mina was that, and it might be all right, but at the moment she just like sticks her tongue out a lot and then loses, and it's, it's, I don't know. I don't really buy into I it think, that much. I think she said this is the last time she's doing it. Well, that's good because it's <laughs> it is not it is not that great. So I, I'm. Like, glad I want to say she she posted on a on Instagram. I'll, I'll see you. You keep talking for a minute. All right. Um, well, I don't really have much more to say about that match, so <laughs> I guess we can just we can move on uh, if you want. Yeah. So in English, it says, "My bloody angel, don't you ever come out again." Bye bye. So I don't know if she's like telling it to never come out and then it's like it's going to it's like it's like the fiend Um, or if like she's saying this is never going to happen again. Um, But that's where we're at Mm -hmm. with broken Mina Shirakawa. Yeah. Or Mina. There was a point last year where we were both really into Mina. She was actively really good. Yeah. Then she got hurt for a few weeks. And ever since then, it's just not clicked for her at all. I don't know what happened. Um she went from being one of the most consistently like good performers on the roster to this. I don't know how it happened. I mean, to be fair, she makes Unagi look a lot better. So I mean, that's well, I mean, Unagi good, at I this guess. stage is, is good. I think we have to admit that at this stage, she she's good. I don't have to admit anything. Um, she's not <laughs> bad. She's she's certainly okay. she's certainly solid. Certainly right. solid. Good's a very strong word though. Okay. All right. Um, the next match on the show then was Mayu Iwatani beating Momo Kogo in uh, just under six minutes with the Dragon Suplex. Um, this was kind of like you said earlier. This was just a just a match, you know. Mayu 
was kind of on top and Komomo was there and I you know they worked well together but uh it just felt like a, a good short match more than like balls to the wall Cinderella opener sprint or something yeah I thought, I thought there were some fine spots but not like I, if you asked me to tell you a major thing that happened in it outside of like a springboard that Momokogo always does like I couldn't really like it was just a match yeah very much so um, but our next match was not just a match. It was Natsupoi eliminating Starlight Kid from the tournament via over-the-top rope elimination. So, um, a Kid was a heavy favorite uh, for a lot of people, and me included. I had her as my, my number one favorite to win the tournament. And uh, here she is out in round one. And this was really well done. Obviously, two high-speed wrestlers delivered a very good high-speed style match here. Um but also a lot of it was done on the apron where they were able to do some sick moves and Natsupoi got the really surprising finish where she was hit with the Wrath of the Black Tiger and was able to roll through on that to toss Kid out, which is a really, you know, I've never seen that kind of finish before. Um, and I thought this was one of the stronger showings of the show. Um, they basically just went in there and did all of their stuff in, in five minutes and then did the, the cool apron finish and I really enjoyed that. Apart from the the weird period where Kid tossed her outside and let away the tie, put the boots to her, and I was like, "You, you have a time limit. What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, at that point, like that was one of those moments where I was like, "God, that would be so much better if this was just not what we were watching right now." But I thought this match was really good. Um, I actually, I'm, I was very happy with uh, what ended up happening because, like you said, a lot of people had Kid as their favorite. Even I had her in like top three, but. I actually wrote, because I don't know if you guys know this, but me and Alex work for a little site called a Last Word on, on Wrestling, or Last Word on Sports Pro Wrestling. Um, forgot the name change. And I wrote that I was like, you know what? To make this a more interesting thing to read, I'm going to build it as like, Natsupoi is the spoiler. I don't think she is. I thought Kid was going to win. But I think Natsupoi, like if she's presented like that, I could add more words and it's more interesting to the readers. So I'm going to... You know, that's what I'm going to say, is that Natsupoi is Starlight Kid's big spoiler. If she gets past Natsupoi, she goes far. If she doesn't, then she doesn't. And that was actually the story that they told. And I just kind of winged that. So I was very happy. <laughs> I was very happy that I was right. Um, and I thought it was a good match, too. And it makes it a little bit more interesting. Because I think Natsupoi versus Unagi is a match that I don't know who wins, really. Like, mm -hmm. either of them could really win. Um, so I don't really see Unagi winning the entire tournament, but she could go far. Same with Natsupoi. Um, and I think this is a cooler option than Kid just winning and then eventually losing. Um, obviously, I'm not the biggest Kid fan, so her winning and then winning, not very interesting to me. But I, I just like this match in general. I thought the, the direction they're going with is really cool as well. Yeah, and one thing that I like with, with Poi and Kid is that they're kind of under the radar. They're being set up as real rivals. Um, obviously, they've had multiple high-speed championship matches. They did the 30-minute draw. Now Poi gets this bad. upset win. Yes. Um, but now Poi gets this upset win over Kid in the tournament. Like, they're really being set up as these high-speed rivals, almost. Kind of like kind of like Kid and Azumi, but without all the backstory. Um, and it's going to be cool to see how they play into that going forward, because they're both really good, and they obviously gel really well. So if they're going to be rivals, then they're always going to be doing some some stuff with each other, which is pretty cool. Um, and finishes like this are a good way to really play into it with, with Kid being able to be really annoyed at not having beaten Poi in a while. 
Yeah, and I think it's also the finish was really smart because it didn't diminish the fact that it took them 30 minutes to not beat each other, and this time it did. Um, it was very, very up in the air because, like, a half a second of just, like, difference made it, like, that was the victory. Um, and I like that type of spot instead of just, like, a um, a glaring error by either wrestler um Mm. or one of them just winning outright i think it really protects even though i'm not a big fan of that match it really protects that 30 minute draw as like yeah they are actively very very close to each other very even um and not supposed just like a half second ahead and it just worked out for the better here and i think that was the smart way to go with it yeah this one right here magic of the cinderella huh it's it's a great tournament exactly yes it was it was the that was like that was the cinderella match in my opinion yeah like, I mean, I, I preferred other matches, maybe, but I think that was, like, the Cinderella tournament-type match that you were looking for. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, the next match on the show, then, was Utami Hayashishita and Tam Nakano going to a 10-minute time limit draw, which means both are eliminated from the tournament. Um, I kind of like this, in a way. I wasn't a fan of this. You weren't? Not really. Really? Oh. I, I, felt, like, I felt like it was... The, I mean, I didn't think it was bad because it's Utami and Tam. I think they work surprisingly well together. But I think it was like a redux of any time they've interacted before, and they just did all of that, but like without any intention behind any of it. Mm. Um, and also, I think that like them kind of scrapping the Utami Nakano thing and just like putting it like I was happy that they had like the little like gimmick, but I was like, if it was just gonna end in a draw, they really could have like gone full in on it, and we. It, it would have been like a funny little thing that ended the exact same way that ended anyway. But instead it just kind of fell into, you know, them doing the things they usually do, but without any urgency or intention behind it. And then eventually they, they lost or they went to a draw and I was like, Oh, that's okay. I guess it what? also got outshined by the next match in my opinion. Oh, really? Okay. Um, you know, for this draw, I thought it was a well-earned draw, which um, is a phrase that I didn't think I would ever utter in my life. <laughs> but it it was just the way that um, both of them obviously had a lot left in the tank, which makes sense given their standing in the company and given their GP match. So it felt like the time limit, it was just a wall that they smashed into. It wasn't that they just had a 10-minute match. It was like they went out there to have a longer match and then the time limit cut them off. And I thought that was really good. Like, they weren't finished everything that they could have done and that was when the time limit came so i i kind of enjoyed that aspect of it and obviously they they do cool shit that. when they're in there together so i you know i'm it's it's fun to watch them um i guess i can understand because they never really hit top top gear um for maybe a, a the sprint that you'd want for 10 minutes um but i don't know i just felt like the the draw was kind of well done there i think i think it might be an utami issue uh, that for me, I can tell when she is like trying and when she isn't. And she was trying here, but not at the level that I think a Utami Tam match, even if it is just a 10 minute match in the Cinderella kind of needs. And like you said, it, it felt like they were going for a longer match, but they didn't. Um, and I think that's probably just a me thing where it's like, oh, I, I just wanted to have a good 10 minute match instead of a match that like, was cut off to, you know, allude to further things. I think that could be used sometimes. I just wasn't really looking for it here, I guess. Um, 
but I definitely get what you mean. I, I, I think there's definitely reason to like the match overall. It wasn't a bad match by any means. Yeah, no, I, I gotcha. Um, I don't know. I just, I just thought the draw was was earned, and I mean, it wasn't like the best match on the show or anything, but you know, they they do good work. Um, you said you like the next match more, so I guess we can go into that. Uh, I did. This was a second round match of the tournament. This was Saya Kamatani and Mika uh, going to a an over the top rope draw, so they both fell uh, off the top rope at the same time, and both are eliminated ah. from the tournament. I don't even remember what the finishing spot was. Um, they went for like a power bomb, uh, Hurricane Rana. Oh thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just I love kinda, that. Yeah, that they just kind of plotsed. Um, so I didn't like this at all that much. I thought sure. it was just Saya doing arm work, and then they were like, "Okay, yeah, time to do the finish," and they did the finish. Like it was just Saya eating on Micah's arm. I didn't think it was anything too special compared to what we've seen them do I've... before. I thought it was pretty smart. I mean, I I, I think that it tied in the whole Hanan thing. They made Hanan even look like a threat just by watching this match because it's like, oh, Hanan really did a number on her arm. I get that like the selling was kind of like on and off, and that's always kind of eh in these types of matches. That's like, oh, well, either sell or don't because like, there's not enough time to you know go back and forth with it. Um, but this was quite good. I, I liked what I saw, and it made me excited for their actual tile match. Um because I just think they work really well together. They it looked very swift. Everything. Um, this one felt like it had some urgency to it. And then you know, Mike was challenged for the belt afterwards. I, I I'm gonna be honest. It was at this point that uh, I started getting motion sick on the train. Uh, and I I remember really liking this one. And then I was like, I can't watch anymore after this. And then I watched three more matches, and I shouldn't have because it was just it was rough. Um, but. I, I remember really liking this one. I didn't write down many notes because I was about to puke. So uh, I don't remember why I liked it, but I did like it. That is that is fair. Um, after the match then, Micah and Saya agreed to have a Wonder of Stardom Championship match on the May 5th pay-per-view, which is in Micah's hometown. Uh, that's kind of the end result I predicted from the, the tournament. Um, I knew Micah wasn't going to win, and I had a feeling she would eliminate Saya. To get the challenge, but the double elimination works, and um, might main event that May fifth show, depending on how they pace out the world title challenge. Um, so obviously Siri has a few challengers in in her eyes, but um, like Micah in her home is Rita Stara still? I think yes. that's still happening. It's definitely still happening. I assume so. I assume like to me that's. The... I mean, it is. It is one show post. Uh, it's only one show yeah. post climax so i guess it's a bit quick to be you know i don't know i i just it, the cinderella always does this where it's like anything else that's happening is so secondary to me that it's like the risa sarah challenge i was like is does that still exist because like this is the only thing that exists to me right now is <laughs> the cinderella type yeah. of thing which but i think that's the one thing that we like presum- we talked about last year was rough yeah no presumably risa challenges uh the the cinderella final show that's that's my go-to. I could see that. Um, I just think that would make a lot of sense. But we'll have to wait and see, I suppose. But yeah, I could see Micah and Saya main eventing the the May fifth pay per view. They do they're really high on Saya, and I assume that's going to be a B tier pay per view, given it's sandwiched between two O award shows. So, I mean, I could see the white belt being the biggest match on that show easily. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't see why not. Mm-hmm. Um, Sai's Sai's having a hell of a reign. 
She is. They're they're establishing her. I've compared her on Twitter to Manami Toyota, and it's it's a difficult comparison to pull off unless you've watched like the rise of Toyota from you know the nineties, like we have. Um, yeah, I, I see a lot of similarities in the in the this initial Saya push and a lot of what Toyota was doing around the early nineties. Um, and like they're the, the, you know Saya, they're all in on Saya, and she's really doing good work. Let's hope that Tosaya doesn't copy late 90s Toyota 2. Yeah, you know, that wouldn't be great. But, you know, here we go. Um, the next match on this show, anyway, was Mai Sakurai defeating Lady C in five and a half minutes. Um, this continued their kind of little grudge going back to the New Blood 1 tag match. Um, they, there was a, uh, a good minute or two where they were just trading big boots, and it was the coolest thing ever. Um, obviously, this is nothing on, you know, the Kyoko Kimura big boot exchanges of old, but they were still some good big boots, um, and they were laying them in, and, um, yeah, like, it was, it was an, enjoy- an enjoyable match, uh, from two people who are maybe a little bit more hit and miss than, than the rest of the roster, um, but they really played into their strengths here, and, uh, Mai got the, the surprise win, and Lady C was not happy, so that's, uh, it's good to see I was that also not happy. <laughs> I didn't think so. Like, oh man, dude, Lady C has like three people that she could beat, and one of them I have already beat her. Like, that's this is fucked. Like, and I looked it up. I didn't actually know this. Lady C and my Sakurai debuted like in wrestling within like nine days of each other. Um, oh. so like they are on the same level, even though my Sakurai came to the stardom like a year later. Um, they are like literally at the same point like i th- I think i'm not saying my soccer i debuted like november 4th and lady c was like november 12th or like that's just random dates but it was around that um so they really are not that far off but i just feel like lady c is so infinitely better than my soccer <laughs> that i was just like damn i like Ida versus lady c that's a match i want to see again that's a match i could see over and over again that was lady c's first good match was against Ida. That was her first good opponent. Opponent, and like I'm just like, I'm so not on the my Sakurai train that it's, I don't know. I wish I wish Lady C got a much needed win because she doesn't win ever. I think we have we have to make peace with the fact that Lady C is the Leo Onozaki. She is tall. She Leo is... Onozaki was born to beat you, bro. So was Lady C. Lady C yeah. is also born to beat you. Leo Onozaki was born to beat you, and yet lost like three Rookie of the Year tournaments in a row. So <laughs> I don't know. He actually only won two matches in her entire career, I believe. Oh, dude, poor poor Leo. Um, Leo was like actively like pretty good, like for like at that point. I was like, I mean, she's very interesting. I was like, I want her to win, like. Yeah. She she was really good at that at that underdog. I remember her and Sam Nakano had a great match at one point. Besides the point, um, man, I just want Lady C to win a match. Same, like that means something. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, this is like oh. at least, like Mai gets her tag match wins. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like her teammates can carry her to a win. Lady C's can't for whatever reason. Well, know. she got a win recently and then did the artist challenge. So I mean, she does some stuff. But she's she's very much a lower card roster member at this stage. Um, but anyway, on to the next match. We had Saida versus Rina. Um, I didn't think there was much to grab onto here. You know, Rina did heel work, and then Ida rolled her up and and did the Ida bashi. 
So I, I didn't take much away from this, but it wasn't like bad or anything. Love the Itabashi. Yes, good move. Is yeah, it... it was at this point that I I completely turned off the show. Right. Um, but I did I did say Itabashi is cool. Um, okay, that is that is fair. All right. Um, the next match on the show then was uh, Koguma beating Fuki in death in four and a half minutes. Um, the description of the finish on Stardom's website is it's Fukigen backward rotation shrimp compaction is turned back shrimp compaction so there you go I don't know why they like True why art. it translates to shrimp compaction I have no idea but it's very funny isn't that just a roll up <laughs> like isn't that like what it I'm pretty sure it's just pin like shrimp compaction is pin but um I don't know. Either way, uh, this this was this was great. This is kind of shit that I love. It was uh, this was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like Koguma at the the imaginary cigar and and, and pretended to die. She ate. And she ate this. That's actually that's actually the one note I have on this is Koguma ate the invisible cigarette and then fucking died. Yeah. That was that was my exact quote. <laughs> And uh, Fuki and Death was so upset at the the death death spot where she keeps missing because Koguma kept running to the other side and Death was like, "Man, you you meant to stay there. What what the hell?" <laughs> uh, it was so funny. Yeah, I it know. was it was really good. I, I, just, I love their shtick. Um, and then they just like did uh, cool roll ups to finish the match. Like I don't know, it was it was, it was good. I enjoyed it. Koguma Koguma's like a dark horse for going a bit. I mean like now she's facing Julia, so probably not. But like I could see Koguma going far. If she just Julia. like kinda of, like sneaks her way. I, I think so too. She could definitely sneak her way into a Julia. I mean, her first win was against Julia. Yeah. Julia's yeah, first Julia's pinfall number. loss in like a year took place against Koguma. Like I think I think that should be and like I, I was texting you this is that it's like Koguma technically is like one of the best cinderella wrestlers of all time because she's only competed in one of them it was the first one and she lost in the a very competitive final against mayu iwatani the greatest cinderella wrestler of all time <laughs> so it's like she kind of has like a like i, I think they could really play that is that kokomo is like a cinderella wrestler um give her a little a little thing since she's not really getting a lot of singles love right now just give her give her a bit of a run here i think that'd be fun yeah, no, I would, I would be, I would enjoy it. Uh, that, that is a fun fact though that Koguma has been in what two Cinderella tournaments, and she got to the final of her first one, and is currently unbeaten in this one. That's just, that's so funny. Um, given that I know like she got to the final. Apart, <laughs> like, also, uh, Kyori Oniyama was also in that tournament. She lost to Kyoko Kimura in the first round. Uh, but yeah, so these two, um, two of three wrestlers to be in both this tournament and the and the first tournament. That is wild. Okay. The other one's the winner. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, was Suzuki? I, I don't. Maybe Suzuki was too. I don't know. I wouldn't say. Whatever. So. Doesn't matter. Yes. So um, the next match on the show was Himeka beating Raka in just over six minutes. Um, for the most part, I thought this was good. Uh, Raka was, you know, very gritty as usual. Uh, very much just doing powerhouse stuff, hitting. Himeka with some good shots, and then Himeka was bumping around and moving around the ring to kind of keep things going. Um, you know, it was it was decent hot stuff, you know, and uh, Raka, when she has somebody who can bounce off her, is generally kind of good. You know, her, her forearms and stuff sound really good, and she can do her moves, and they feel really impactful. Um, that's kind of how I described this match in a review that I did. It was impactful. You know, everything they did 
had a bit of oomph to it, which I thought was really good. Um, the fact that they messed up the finish kind of drags it down. Um, Himeka couldn't run for the running powerbomb, so she just powerbombed Raka and then was like, nah, that's that's not how we're doing it. So she just lariats the shit out of her to, to pin the pinner. It was great. That was really funny to me. Um, I wasn't as high on this one as you were, I think. I think that there, like, it felt like there was a lot of, a lot of, like, I loved how it started. I thought the start was, like, the best thing ever. And then it kind of, like, fell into a bit of heaty stuff. But I still think that, like, most of the spots were really good. But I thought there was a a through line of a bit, like, just not what I was going to say. I think, I don't know. I, I thought it was, it was, the good stuff was good and the, the less good stuff was pretty meh. And I think it was kind of a split between the both of them. Right. Okay. But lariats. So, you know. Yes. It was good. And, and forearms. So, you know, good stuff. Yes. <laughs> um, Shoulder blocks, all that, all that good power stuff. Hell yeah. Hosses for the win. Um, they're really, they're really like reestablishing the Hoss thing since Jungle left and, uh, Utami kind of moved on from being the powerhouse wrestler. They're really doing good with like trying to make it a, a genuine like. Uh, I mean, Utami didn't really move on, but you you know, I mean, like it. There, it feels like they're really trying to make it make their monsters more imposing, which is great. Yeah, well, you know that might continue um, if they can establish Ami Sore. I believe her is her name. I had a very much. Yes. I had a lot of problems saying that name last week because I was like, they haven't announced it, so I haven't been able to, to you know, mimic it at all. Um, Amisore, I think. So yeah, I think it's it's Sore. Yeah, Sore. Yeah. So you know, she's another one. Um, and, you know, if they keep poaching, uh, actress girls is has a few um, <laughs> powerhouses at the moment. So you know, they'll they'll be fine there. Um, they anyway. should. Uh, they should. They should do a collaboration with Wave and get Miyazaki to just Hell yeah. come out to <laughs> come out to the offspring and beat the shit out of people. They should work with Wave anyway because Wave has Shindo now. I mean, yes. Um, Wave her is name like, isn't Shindo, Wave but is, it's, I will never get the. Wave is like one of the best companies in, in the world right now. I'm not gonna lie. It is. Did you see Shindo versus Suzu yet? Wave, I haven't. I have to oh, see it too. It was great. It was great. Great match. Here, Actually, here. everybody here, listening, here. watch that. Uh, Kohaku is her name now, I think, and it was her against Suzu Suzuki. Oh, like Good that. shit. Um, anyway, back to the Cinderella tournament. Uh, we had Hazuki beating Miyu Amasaki in five and a half minutes. Um, I thought this was all right. Miyu did her technical stuff, kind of, you know, had her shine, but Hazuki was was very quick to to put her down. But you know, Hazuki's pace really kept things moving. Um, when Miyu yeah. kind of Miyu's weaknesses maybe shone through a bit, but Hazuki was, you know, well paced enough that she really covered for it for the most part. Yeah, I think Hazuki took the leaping pedigree better than anybody else has so far. Um, it looked really good, and then she won with the brutalizer, so it was good. I, I mean, Hazuki, Hazuki's great. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think you should say anything after that, Alex. You should just move on um, and not disagree with me or else we're gonna have problems um but yeah i think kazuki's just really killing it and i thought this match was fine there wasn't a lot to it but i thought it was another match of miyu amazaki proving that she isn't bad at wrestling which is good considering she's only like four matches in oh yeah um yeah zuki has been uh, on a bit of a run of form uh this this momo thing that kind of kicked it off has, has really got her feeling it again um 
so fingers crossed. I have her as the favorite to win the tournament now, actually, given that that kid is out. So hopefully she she continues delivering, um, and maybe gets a big match with Siri. Maybe at O to Ward next. You month. know, her and Shuri have been like opposing each other in tag matches this entire year. So I could see that. Like they've been they've been like establishing something mm. uh, under under the surface a bit. Um, they've al- it's always been good. They've always worked really well together in these tag matches. So I could see that, um, and I'd be happy with that. I don't know if I don't know if you give it to her. Like I I felt like it was more wipeout, but since Saya is already with Micah, I feel like I still think Jumbo should win. I'm gonna be honest, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we all want Jumbo to win, but whether she wins or not now, I don't know. Um, while we're on the topic of Jumbo, her stablemates wrestled in our next match. It was Julia beating Tekla in just under nine minutes, um, and I thought this was good. Uh, Tekla is really good at this stuff. Uh, her pace was really good. Like, Julia was just being Julia, you know, she was hitting her as hard as she can. She was throwing her on her head, looking cool. Um, but Tekla was, you know, kicking up the pace and making sure things kept going. Um, and I, I don't know, I thought they worked really well together, which makes sense given that they seem to be like real life best friends. Um, but they just, their, their chemistry was great here. This made me realize that, uh, I haven't really seen Tekla in like any major singles match and I really want to more of them, uh, because like this was really good and I credit it. Obviously Julia did well cause she's Julia, but I credit a lot of it to Tekla cause I think. I think Tekla has a lot of singles uh, prowess that we haven't really seen so far. Even though she's SWA champion, I feel like uh, her match against Mina was pretty good, obviously. But uh, past that, her match with Raka and her match with Saki left a bit to be desired. A lot of match against Raka was very decent, but uh, especially her match against Saki didn't really use her be- her full abilities, I think. It didn't make use of them. And I think this match really did. Uh, so yeah, I want to see Tekla in more high-profile singles matches. Match against Mayu will be that, and I'm really excited for that. Uh, yeah, really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, Tekla has great chemistry with a lot of really great wrestlers. Um, <laughs> if they give her a good GP block, she could be uh, the star of a GP in future. 100%. Um, I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, look at that. We are, we are re- I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm really excited for her GP if they if they give her a good, uh, a good roster, because mm-hmm. that could be really good. Definitely. Um, speaking of really good, the next match on the show was Azumi beating Mom Watanabe in three minutes. Uh, this was a perfect sprint. This this is this is the Cinderella tournament at its best here. They just went at it from the word go, both of them trying to get the win, hitting big moves, um, and then, you know, Siri or not Siri, Azumi gets the surprise win with the, the roll up, the Azumi Sushi and that kind of Brings to an end her quest to get a bit of vengeance on Momo. It's her first time beating Momo uh, in a singles match. And it also uh, gets a bit of payback for the, the heel turn in December. So this is this not only helped Queen's Quest get one over on a way to tie finally. Um, but it was just a really, really good match. Like they both did really well. Even Momo, who's been working slower and obviously just being a bit more methodical with how she does things. Uh, Azumi worked around that really well. And um, even then, Momo is still doing cool shit. So, just generally, like, really fun three-minute match. Yeah, certainly. Um, depending on you feel, how you feel about the wrench, 
could be a bit better, could be a bit worse than what Alex gave on, because obviously a lot of the through line of this match was the wrench. Um, Momo came out swinging with it from the jump, and that was kind of the Chekhov's wrench, I guess. Because um, in the end, it ended up being her foil, because Izumi dodged it and then rolled her up with the Izumi Sushi. Coppins to the chef, as always. Um, I thought this was quite good, yeah. I mean, I was obviously super excited Izumi won. Um, once I realized that every other Queen's Quest member was already eliminated... Um, I was like, oh, well, Izumi kind of has to win this. If she doesn't, then that's not looking good for Queen's Quest. Um, and luckily she did. Um, I watched this like yesterday, but I stayed unspoiled uh, the entire weekend. So uh, I was very happy to get that shock of, of my favorite wrestler beating um, Momo Watanabe. It was really, it was good. I think Izumi needed the win uh, overall just to kind of elevate her a bit. I think they're trying to elevate Izumi. Um, and you could tell with certain things that they're doing, I think they are going to give this high speed run of hers, like a bit more shine than the last one, um, which kind of fell victim to, uh, it taking place during the whole, like the height of the COVID stuff. And, um, and then not to just kind of quickly won it off of her. I think they're trying to give her a bit of a, a better, more, you know, notable run. And I think her winning a couple matches in the, in the Cinderella, even if this is the only one, which probably will be considered she has Hazuki up next. Uh, I think this is a great match for her to win, and it was a good match overall. Yeah, and in hindsight, this was one of those that we should have seen coming, I think. You know, Azumi... I saw it coming. You said you said Momo has to win, and See, I was like, you're wrong. Originally, I did agree. I remember when they announced the tournament, I was like, oh, well, if Azumi doesn't win this, what are we doing? Um, but then they were really smart, because they paired Momo and Hazuki in, in, the, in the bracket. And I thought, oh, well, they're doing the Suzuki-Momo feud surely they're going to do that match in round two. So they really create a lot of intrigue. Whereas I went from, oh, Azumi has to win this, of course she is, to, well, maybe they want to do Momo and Hazuki again. So I thought that was really good uh, on Stardom's part to kind of create that doubt in my mind to where I was shocked to see Azumi win. Um, whereas beforehand, I thought it was a lock. Yeah, and I mean, now we get to see if the Azumi hazuki chemistry still holds up because that used to be one of the best that was one of the one of my favorite feuds from 2019 mm. uh was was azumi and azumi and hazuki they always worked incredibly well together obviously they had the whole kagetsu uh lusting after azumi and wanting mm-hmm. her to join a way tie and hazuki being the very upset wife um who caught her <laughs> caught kagetsu cheating stardom did um, this angle which is... twice uh, somehow uh, they did it with yeah. riho utami and saya where saya was very jealous of riho as well still one of the still one of the best stories that stardom has ever run was the riho utami thing um that was that was hilarious and so was the azumi hazuki kagetsu thing um especially his azumi like scamming kagetsu out of like thousands of dollars um that's hilarious to me <laughs> like that's great um but yeah i mean as outside of even like the the comedy the story type stuff azumi and hazuki always worked incredibly well together so i'm really excited for that match next up yeah that's gonna be really good especially it's a it's a cork and so i know it's not a cork yes is it? i know it's coming up this weekend isn't it um i think so yeah i think it's that and the uh the two big match. matches yeah yeah well it's gonna get its own spot then i mean really it's gonna get a lot of time which is cool um, speaking of Siri, though, she was in our main event. Uh, she wrestled Ami Sore in the first round of the tournament, and uh, she won by submission in 9 minutes and 48 seconds. So they really left that to the last minute. Um, Ami Sore, uh, her presentation is alright. 
so far. Um, I think she's talented in ring. Like she was really solid at what she was doing in ring. Uh, obviously, just a, another very good hoss to add to that side of the roster. You know, her chops sounded good, forearms sounded good, her shoulder blocks look good. Um, overall, though, she doesn't scream star just yet. Um, her even her I entrance, think, she just kind of ran to the ring yeah, and didn't soak in the moment at all. She was like, "I'm going to the ring," and bolted, and that was it. And I was like, "All right, cool." Um, yeah. I think the hardest thing for Soraya is going to be differentiating herself mm. from everybody else. Uh, especially being paired with Mirai. Yeah. It'll be hard for Mirai not to outshine her on every mo- on every move, on every turn. And they're very similar um, mm-hmm. from look and just like what they do in the ring. Um, and the same with Jumbo. I think I think Jumbo and her, I mean, she, she literally did the Psycho Driver. Uh, which is one of the Jumbo's like signature moves, and um, so I was kind of thinking it's like she's good fundamentally. She is very clean, very solid. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that might just be the fact that she's in the ring with Shuri, um, but I also think that she probably is just you know a pretty well versed wrestler so far. Um, but it will be hard for her to differentiate herself from the other hosses in the company, um, especially being paired with Mariah. Because I mean, and you know, a bit of a spoiler for after the match. Mariah came out and I was listening to the crowd and they were all clapping her theme yes. song. And she was not, yes. she did not, I, I, I'm sorry, I have to jump to it because it was the coolest thing. Like she is the only person with a motive, mm-hmm. like a, a musical motive that's like, there's no chanting, but the second you see Mariah, you clap in that uh, three note rhythm, right? Yeah. And like that is star. That's what being a star is. You know what I mean? Um, and I think, Soraya's going to have a hard time getting out of her shadow uh, in in God's eye, but we'll get into that in a little bit. The match itself was really good. Um, I loved a lot, of, a lot of her moves. She hit the pounce, legend. Mm-hmm. She used the Styles Crab, which is like a stupid move that I love for no reason because uh, like the leverage is just not there. It's why the Boston Crab is the Boston Crab because that's where the leverage is. But the Styles Crab, for whatever reason, just looks so cool to me. It looks so like funny. Um, She's a big fan of the mid two thousands of the U.S. Indies because <laughs> yes. she also hit the Psycho Driver. Um, but yeah, I thought she did really good as like just like she was very clean uh, with all of her moves, and obviously Shuri is Shuri. She's great, and then Shuri got got the win in the last thirty seconds. I thought it, would, it did good use of the nine minutes. Like I thought mm-hmm. it was it was like a it wasn't a Cinderella match. It was just a nine minute match that went very well. Um, yeah, I thought the match itself was really good. Yeah, no, I think uh, you you covered all the bases there. Um, And yeah, in the post-match, Siri announced that her faction is called God's Eye, and Ami is obviously the first member. Um, Obviously, that is the most badass name ever. Um, The merch that they're going to get out of this is going to be incredible. Uh, I can just picture it now. All of the Eye merch is going to be great. Uh, It's going to look like the the old Big Brother logo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. um yeah i mean the body ami guard she she did a good job there they need to fix the tron though because it does say yeah body ami guard. it's body ami guard <laughs> it's very funny uh i i remember uh that was one of the many funny uh trons from this show i'm pretty sure fukigans had her in the the cinderella dress <laughs> like clown you know yeah uh, is amazing. you know what i realized was that right like for and i'm still about titan titan trons i was looking at momos and 
like I realized how much the contrast of her wearing the Princess Peach dress from her Cinderella and the Bowser music playing. I was like, yo, that's hilarious. Like, I don't know if they were doing that purpose, but like the section of her song that sounds like Bowser final, final boss music played right as like it was showing her in the fucking peach dress. I found that hilarious. A true gamer till the end. She's even, <laughs> she's even, she even got Bowser music and the Titan Tron showing her as princess peach. It's, it's very funny to me. Hell yeah. Um, and yeah, as you said, after um, God's Eye was named, Mirai came out, and Mirai uh, asked to join the group, and, and Siri accepted. So it's a move that a lot of people had expected, was was Mirai jumping ship to, to Siri's group, um, and now it's official. So she is presumably number two of that group, although I assume her and Ami will be positioned pretty similar, uh, kind of like Unagi and Mina in some ways, where... They're going to be somewhat interchangeable uh, until they decide to really get behind one of them. So I expect a lot of three-on-three match wins in in the future of God's Eye and uh, maybe a couple of draws, although they are teasing a new member, which we'll talk about after this. Um, And yeah, I mean, Mariah's a good fit for the group. Um, She, you know, vibes-wise, doesn't really fit in DDM anymore at all. Uh, She would have been the only kind of serious, awkward one there. Um, whereas here, you know, I think I think Siri can be a bit more serious on this side, and so is Ami. So she's going to have a group that really fits her a lot more. So maybe even just her promos and her personality will shine a bit more. Um, and obviously, I mean, they, they, they really see a lot in Mirai, so having her as a number two here means that she can keep winning, they can keep protecting her from taking pinfalls. And obviously, I mean, God's Eye are probably going to the artist belts sooner rather than later. Uh, maybe a goddess run like there's a lot of potential there for her in this faction that wasn't there in ddm because they've already got a lot established there already yeah um i i totally agree it's i it's interesting and i I texted you about this a little bit i didn't really get into it but like ddm have like it's it's hard because ddm has so many bodies so it's like and most of them are good uh some of them are great but losing Shuri and Mirai is like a real hit to them, even though it's not. It's 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 hard to like explain in a way because it's like they still have Micah, Jumbo, Julia, Tekla on a good day, you know, uh, Natsupoy, obviously. Like they like they have five incredible members still. Um, even even if some of them are less consistent than others, uh, they still have at least three highly consistent wrestlers in my Himipoy. Um. And we were talking about who the who the you know white X could be, and we're talking okay, it might be not spoil. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but it's gonna be a different DDM, you know what I mean? Because I mean, just with the addition of my Sakurai, they have a loser. Not like that sounds mean, but they have a loser for the first time in its existence, and they are losing some of their winners. So it's going to be a different dynamic for DDM going forward, and I'm kind of interested in how that plays out. Uh, yeah. God's eye, obviously, I'm excited to see how that plays out as well. Um, and in the post-match interviews, actually, when God's eye were being interviewed, uh, Julia showed up with with DDM in tow, and she was not happy. She was not happy with this change. She got right up, squared up to Mirai. And it was only when Siri was like, hey, like, have you got a problem, that she kind of backed off. Um, tensions were high, though. Like, Julia, once again, wants to commit 
heinous murder on somebody. Like she she wants to kill uh, Mirai for for leaving her group. Um, and Siri being is... there is kind of a a setback where she's like, oh well, um, sorry Siri, I I don't want to step on your turf here. Uh, but these these those two groups are gonna go to war. Uh, I cannot wait. Like Julia and Siri, for every tag match now, they're just gonna kill each other. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of sick of nonchalant Julia. I want more. I want more of like her caring about things, because like I I think that was like one of those things uh, in the interviews that she had about Suzu. I was like, can you just please care a little bit? Like I know you're trying to be like the cool brooding one who's like, oh, I guess I guess you know, I guess she's upset with me. I guess I'll have to beat her up. It's like, can you care? And I think this might make her care more and that's exciting because i would like her to care a little bit <laughs> so julia uh, does care though she she cares that's a lot. the thing is that like she does and it's like i'm like can you just like like i don't know it's just very frustrating because i was like can you just like i want you to be likable because you're a good wrestler and i like i think you're trying to be a baby face kind of like i know <laughs> you're not but like you're also like can you just like can you just be like normal please stop trying to gaslight me into thinking that you don't care when you clearly care about everything <laughs> i don't know i think her care shows through in a different way than what you're looking for um her intensity is her way of caring like when she yes. is is into it when she's intense when she is you know doing what she here it does here and she straight up cut into their interview and was like what are you doing like why did you leave that is her caring um, and even with the Suzu stuff, I mean, she wouldn't slap the shit out of Suzu if she didn't care, you know? So I think she cares in, in a very different way and one that is really interesting to me because she's not such a typical, oh, hey, guys, root for me. I want to I wanna win. She's just like, I'm going to kill you. And if you annoy me, I'm going to kill you even harder. <laughs> it's like it's like John Moxley if he was better. Um, you know, it's it's that kind of energy well, from, from Julia. Depends on the day. Depends on the day. Yes, yeah, um, that's true. But I get that. I think it's a combo of two things. Because like I'm, I'm looking at it, it's like a lot of wrestlers that I like don't care. I mean, like Utami is the peak of I do not care. Like look at her at any pest conference that isn't the most recent one. She is like, please let me leave. I do not give a fuck. I just want to leave and then wrestle and then leave and then maybe drink some like that. Like that was that's her entire mo. But I feel like it fits her. And I don't know. I mean, Julia's doing fine. There's there's nothing wrong with Julia. I'm not like, you know, it's not like there's a problem. But I'm just like, it's it's so, I like it when she like emotes more. Because like you said, that's where she, her, her passion, that's where her uh, intensity comes from. And I would like that to be more of a consistent, I guess, with like, or more, more yeah, more consistent with how she just exists as a character. But like you said, it, it's it's different. It's a different dynamic. Yeah. Um, now, as has been revealed uh, since this show, on the May 1st card, uh, Stardom's show in uh, Fukuyama, um, there will be a new addition to God's Eye. So God's Eye are in an eight-woman tag match. It's Siri Mirai and uh, Ami, and then X against the Cosmic Angels. So mm-hmm. that is the start of... Uh, God's Eye getting an X. Now I've seen the cards, and the the X is on the May third show as well. 
on the May 4th, but I don't think they're on some of the other shows, if, if that makes sense. No. Yeah, it's, it's May 8th. So this Nagoya show, the, the X is missing this Nagoya show, okay, which I think is interesting. Um, to me, the fact that they're not on all the shows uh, tells me it's an outsider, somebody who isn't going to be signed to stardom. Um, and I don't know if I'm reading too much into that or not, but I just, I kind of get the sense. Is, is Natsupoi in prominent spots on any of those cards? Uh, Natsupoi is against them on the... All right. Most of these, I think. They could change the cards, but I doubt they do. They don't usually like doing that. Yeah. Uh, they haven't in the past year or so. They used to love doing that. Um here's, here's I, like the... I mean did you see did you see that you see the the tweet from I believe Kuma yes I was gonna talk uh, about that now um so uh, at golden underscore Kuma said that uh they expect either one of these three wrestlers Natsupoi Konami or Tomoka Inaba to be the next member of series newly formed unit and here's why so the unit's name supposedly comes from the four gods which are some uh, central figures of Chinese astrology. Uh, these are the gods that Sirius named submissions after uh, during her time in stardom. I know you've talked about it a bit. You know, the, the white tiger and the blue dragon and stuff like that. Um, yes. So Kuma goes on to say that uh, as so as you look at the image above, you would notice each of the current members of God's Eye represent one of the gods' colors. So Siri is red, which is the vermilion bird. Uh, Soray is green and black, which is a black tortoise. And Mirai is blue for the blue dragon. And the only one missing is white. So Natsupoi, Konami, and Tomoka Inaba are all wrestlers who are strongly associated with the color white. Uh, they have white gear. So Kuma believes it's going to be one of them. And I, when I first saw this, I thought, well, this is Tomoka Inaba. Because Inaba is a perfect fit for a Siri-led faction. You know, He is the white dragon. Yeah. Like that's and like that fits to her. Yes. And it's not like she's, you know, doing things in JTO. Uh not that she's not doing anything, but she lost the uh the Queen of JTO spot there. She uh she got beat by Yu Yamagata. Uh she's kinda just been teaming with Aoi for a little while. I know she is Sendai Junior Champ, which maybe throws a wrench in there, but that's why she'll be part time instead of full time. So I could see her joining the group and being a part time member for a little while until her commitments are done and she'll join obviously full time down the line. Um but I also think Nansapoi is a strong choice. Um I wouldn't go for it myself, but I can see why they might if you wanna you know really put DDM on the back burner and uh yeah. up God's eye. I am strong at this point in time I am strongly against breaking up Miami Boy. Uh I think that's the big thing for me. I think mm. that having that trio is very very good for just the stardom ecosystem uh just in general i think they're like they work together better than any other three-person team uh established right now and that's including queen's quest which is not something you'll hear me say very often mm -hmm. um so i think I, I i would say you keep them together um the one Nobody get their hopes up, and do not blame me when this doesn't happen. But where is that show happening, Alex? It is in uh, Konami's hometown, I believe. Isn't it? it is indeed. Yeah. Um, we're outside of uh, Hiroshima. 
So I don't know because <laughs> I don't think Konami is coming back yet. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't think that's a stretch to be like, oh, that's not happening. But at the same time, teaming with the new fighting princess and her best friend Shuri, um, her her mentor, um. And the white thing, and it being in her hometown, like, so many things have lined up for it to be Konami. Yeah. That it's wild that I don't think it's going to be Konami. You know, like, yeah. it should be Konami. Thing, but I it, I just don't see it. Yeah, the thing with Konami is that that send-off that she got isn't a see-it-in-four-months kind of thing. Um, That's, Yeah. Even if it was, I feel like she'd come back on a bigger stage. You know, she left that real And her group. her coming back her coming back to oppose Julia and oppose Oedotai. Obviously, yes, Shuri's her like when and if she comes back, she will be alongside Shuri. Like that's just like that's kind of forehead. Mm-hmm. But it seems too soon after being in Oedotai, you know, being a fundamental part of Oedotai that super emotional match with Julia and like them kind of like just, you know, uh, embracing each other in that way. Like it seems very quickly to throw her back in and for her to be antagonistic to both the way to die and Julia. You know what I mean? That's, that seems like a straight, like for four months, that seems too immediate. Yeah. And, and the thing is, but that... everything makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that she's part-time as well, um, seemingly, based on the the card layout, would kind of indicate that if it is Konami, it might leave her room to to have time off. Um, I don't know if that'll actually happen, but it you know it could, uh, given that she's not on some of these shows. Um, but I don't know. To me, Inaba and Natsupoy are the leading contenders. Um, For me, it's 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 Inaba. I yeah. think I think Inaba is probably. I mean, she would fit. She would fit like a motherfucker. That's like God's eye is top tier. Mm. If if it's Inaba, I mean, if it's any of them, really, because all three of them are yeah. and the thing incredible is, wrestlers. If, it, if it's Inaba, you you know she can team with Mariah on these New Blood shows and stuff like that. Like if they're gonna keep doing these New yeah. Blood sh- shows, why not start you know integrating some of these people into your into your factions? Yeah. Um, now part of another like. Uh, case for Natsupoi is the high speed thing. They kind of like to have at least one high speed wrestler in every faction. Yeah. And Tekla could take over the DDM seed and Natsupoi would be the high speed for God's Eye. But I don't want it to be Natsupoi. I'm going to be honest. I, I think I think Natsupoi might be too loaded. Uh, <laughs> like I think I think that might like think that might make God's Eye too good and that's not any disrespect to Konami or uh, Inaba obviously. They're also fucking gifted wrestlers to like that's an understatement but i think it would take away too much from ddm and give too much to god's eye you know what i mean yeah even though ddm has a lot of people but you i I think that is an unfair statement that's fair okay um with that though that is uh the show to review and uh, all the stuff that happened around that 
we do have two shows to preview, uh, one of which is kind of just a, a pit stop and the other is, is a bit more meaning, so we'll fly through to this. Um, so the first show to preview is on the 9th of April. Uh, this is in Ehime. Uh, the opener is Saya Kamatani and Azumi versus Momokogo and Saya Ida of Stars. So... Pretty what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> that sounds good as hell. <laughs> pretty like strong match. Like... Um, Azamin e Kamatani. This is the first time. Oh, what was that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, this is the first time that uh, Saya Saya faces off since Saya comes back. Oh wow! That's like in like a in like a personal. I I don't. I they might have done like a a big one that I'm just forgetting. But like in a. Less than like four on four matches type of thing. Well, I don't think there've been that many shows since you came back, so there probably hasn't been any Queen's Quest and Stars stuff. I'm not sure. I'm checking now. All right. Uh, I, I, the Queen's Quest team is winning, though. Like that seems a bit yes, obvious. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first time that they're they're yeah. meeting. All right. That that's pretty cool. Um, Possibilities so, are infinite, Alex. That they are. Um, the next match then on the show is uh, Utami Hashishta versus Lady C. So um, Utami gets a, a bit of a tune-up win there. Let's see how this goes. Yeah. It's not one of those matches. You know what I mean? Where it's like... They've been giving Utami a lot of these types of matches where it's like kind of tuning her up to be better at wrestling against people who are more inexperienced. Uh so I'm interested. I'm interested. Mm. I wonder who wins. Dari Deska. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Dari Deska. That, that is, I, I, I butchered it. It's uh, uh, Takamishinoku's oh. old catchphrase. I see. Who who will win? Who will All win? Right. Okay. I was so, uh, I was so thrown off. Anyway, um, I assume Utami is winning here. Um you see, Tammy got her hair touched up. It's uh, it's shorter now, and it looks even better. Uh, kind of. I did not. I'm going to. Oh yeah. By the way, uh, mid mid show uh, ad break. If anybody would like to buy me the Micah photo book, I would appreciate it. Um, no. I'm kind of poor, no. and no. I need that. Like I, I need that, my no, man. I... Like, have you have you seen Alex? Have you? Okay. No, I haven't Just seen saying. it. No, I'm not. I'm not perverted like the rest of you stardom fans so don't don't do that just saying get at me <laughs> partner um but yeah no tommy's hair is, is is uh even better and i fear this show because <laughs> the sims have been an overload since she cut her hair it's it's so funny um but now that she got it touched up they're just they're gonna be dead it's uh it's gonna be very funny. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this, that's gonna be very funny when uh, she shows up <laughs> for this show. Um, so the the next match on this Stardom card, uh, one still in his done drooling. It's uh, the God's Eye team of Siri, Mirai, and Ami Sore versus the Donna Del Mondo team of Julia, Tekla, and Mai Sakurai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Alex, you gotta be honest here. Look at Utami talk about my Sakurai. Like, let's be honest here. Let's just be, let's just keep let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> we 
gotta be real here. Oh. <laughs> I have priorities. Please. <laughs> Spotify tells me that there's like maybe two women in total who listen to this. Please don't run them off. They're gone. They're, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Please don't. Please. Anyway. We love you. We love women. That's why we... I'm just going to stop. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, my Sakurai is taking a pin here, yes? yes? Yes. Okay. Thankfully. That's good. Uh, the next match on the show, then, is my... Needs to be humbled. It is my Himepoi versus Mayu Utani, Koguma, and Hazuki of Stars. Uh, this is going to a draw, no doubt. This is my Himepoi versus A-Team. Yes. Damn. That's... Damn. Damn. <laughs> This card has like it's it's a nothing card because like it doesn't mean a lot, but like all of the matches sound like actively pretty good, except for whatever comes next because I imagine it because all of the bad wrestlers are like not have not been said yet, <laughs> so I imagine it gets bad from here. Um, yeah, I think this goes to a draw. Maybe they like set up a like soft challenge. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's like oh, if you guys beat Cosmic Angels, we'll fate you know like that type of thing. Um, I would like that. Yeah. But you never know. Yeah, no, I could see um I could see stars getting a draw here and then putting themselves in contention for the the trio belts uh, cuz that's uh, that's kind of what we need as that stars title run. Yeah. Um the main event then of this show, Dylan, is the four members of Cosmic Angels versus the Oedo Tai um... team of Saki Kashima, Roka, Mom Watanabe and Starlight Kid. He's dead. I mean, oh, no, he's not. I mean, DDM isn't going to close the show for once. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I guess a way to tie. But a way to tie is. Yeah. Yeah, that's not much better. I'm, I'm honestly, I prefer it if DDM yeah. closed the show I have again. No idea. Um, for the ninetieth time this year. What does a Cosmic Angels versus a way to tie? multi-person tag even look like like they've barely been paired off without not knowing it like they've they've not really they haven't been paired they haven't been paired since natsuko was around Mm. like actively yeah because like i remember there was a lot when natsuko and tam were kind of still around each other um yeah i don't think i want to know won't be honest that is fair uh we will have to watch it though so that's a lot of waka heat a lot of waka oh sweet jesus oh no that is, uh, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, the next match to preview, anyway, is on the 10th of April. Uh, this is the Cinderella Tournament second round at the Ediano Osaka Arena number two. Uh, in the opener, we have the Queen's Quest team of Utami Haishishta, Saya Kamatani, and Lady C versus the Donna Del Mondo team of Micah, uh, Natsupoi, and Mai Sakurai. Uh, so that, that one can really go either way. Yeah, um, I have no clue. I don't either. Actually, <laughs> all right. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe DDM because uh, well, actually, it's Micah Saya, so they're already both. They cancel yeah. out. I don't know. I think DDM probably wins. Fair enough. Uh, the next match on the show then is Marai and Ami Sore versus Saki Kashima and Raka. So uh, that's an easy win for God's Eye there. Let's see. Let's see how God's Eye perform against uh no offense to Saki and Raka, but against a different caliber of, of wrestlers yes. type of thing. Yeah. Or a different you know, a different 
because like I mean anybody can have a good match with Shuri, um, and most people can have a good match with Julia and Tekla, um, but without the help of Shuri and against you know a kid and uh, you know twenty twenty two Saki Kashima, it'll be interesting to see how they do. Yeah, uh, that that is fair. Uh, the next match on the card then is Mayu Utani, Saida, Koguma, and Momo Kogo of Stars versus the Cosmic Angels. So, um, I guess Kozen has taken another Stars loss. Dub. Yeah. Common Stars Dub. Yeah. Um, the next match then is uh, Hazuki versus Azumi in the second round of the Cinderella tournament. Um, so I have Hazuki winning here. Uh, I, I do believe that she's yes. winning the tournament now at this stage. Um, Gonna be a good match, though. Uh, if if Hazuki isn't winning the tournament, I could see them giving Azumi even more shine, yeah. uh, and just being like a real spoiler here. But I I imagine Hazuki probably goes through. Uh, yeah. I don't know if she wins, but she she's def like she wins over Azumi, obviously. But if they if Hazuki is is definitely not who they're going with right now. I think Azumi getting to win would be another... Like, that would be huge. Uh, mm. But I don't see it happening. No. No. Um, the next match, then, is another Cinderella second round match. It is Siri versus Hemeka. And I think we both have Hemeka winning here. Yes, in fact, I envision a spot where uh, Jumbo does the running powerbomb outside of the ring, and then, like, God's Eye catches Shuri. And then that's, like, the big... That's the big thing. Oh, possibly. Um... I think that I think that would be like dope. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. Because it puts Hameka over big time if she like very definitively beats her over the top, but also she doesn't have to pin her, and also, you know, she it's it's not the same finish that they've done seven times where it's like they fight on the apron and one of them falls off last minute. You know, it's like I think I think Jumbo getting a big spot like that would be dope. Yeah, the one thing that gives me pause is that um. This side of the bracket would pair up Azumi versus Siri if they both won. Um, and I don't know if maybe they want to do that as part of this tournament. And, uh, you know, have Azumi go on this kind of crazy run where she'd finally beat Siri in a... Well, not finally beat Siri, but where she'd beat her again in the tournament. Um, Undefeated against Shuri in tournament action? That would be a that'd be crazy. Yeah. Like, I, I, I could... Agi? Probably. Mariah? I mean, listen, Unagi is a contender to win. Like, genuinely. She is. She No, I, I know she is, but, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like, like Jumbo and and Hazuki are, like, so far and away the, like, my picks. Yeah. That's, like, it's kind of hard to even imagine somebody on the other side winning. It's true. Um, I don't know. Also, that wouldn't that, wouldn't that also match up Koguma and Azumi? Um, or no, Koguma has one more match. It would depend if uh, it would be a whole. It'd be very difficult for her to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know if if they do as a main Shuri. I'm just saying it's a possibility. Um, but really, Himeka and Hizuki should should win their matches here. Yeah, I mean, I think I think jump. I think Shuri can't get past Jumbo. Yeah. Really. Especially if we want. Uh, I fear that's challenge. a draw. I don't really want to see another draw mm. in this sort of circumstance. Uh, no. I, yeah, I, I think know. I think Jumbo takes it. Yeah. All right. 
Okay. Uh, the main event then of this show is a Goddess of Stardom Championship match. It is Starlight Kid and Momwanabe defending against Julia and Tekla. Um, this feels like a pretty standard defense here for, for uh, Kid and Momo. Definitely going to win. Tekla's been taking a lot of pins. You think? A bit. Mm. I mean, she lost day one of Climax. Uh, lost to Julia. She's going to lose to Mayu, probably. She's losing this match. Well, she's that's kind of her role, though. She's the mid-card yeah. act. She's, that's true. And she can always bounce back at any point. Yeah, right? yeah basically. Um, I, for one, think that they might do uh, Kid and Momo versus Aphrodite at the uh, the Cinderella final. Because all four of them are out of the tournament, so you might as well do a tag title match. Shit. But I could see uh, Kid and Momo retaining here, and then... Tommy and Saya. Fuck! Wait, 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 wait! I didn't even think about that. What if, what if they run that and it's titles versus faction? I wouldn't say so. Not at the Cinderella final. It's that's that okay? Maybe not Cinderella final, but like that tag match. Um, no, they're gonna get it out of the way. I think here at the the Cinderella. Um, so I, I wouldn't say they do the stip like that. I really hope they run away from the stip. I hope they just like pedal back, pretend it never, pretend nobody even mentioned it. And we all live happily ever after <laughs> for at least a couple more months. Because, uh, you know. But I could see that. I think that would be a pretty solid match, too. Uh, though it would have to entail cheating, which is kind of boring. Uh, I don't know. I feel like because I don't, I don't know if... Saya or something. Can't she? I feel like you're being a bit matter-of-fact about that when Saya is white belt champion and also has to defend the belt like well, six days later. Match, so you can just have Momo and Kid just like brutalizer and then bear. Dude, they couldn't beat the bear in Hazuki. They could. Clean. Well, listen, that's a way to tie for you. <laughs> I don't know. I could just I could see it happening. Um, I don't know if they will, but I feel like the uh, Cinderella final, they're going to want to load it up somewhat to, to sell tickets. I mean, Oda Ward it's a, it's a big enough venue. It's not going to sell out on its own. So, I mean, last year Cinderella final was like one of the best wrestling shows of the year. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I imagine they they put a little bit of oomph into it. Definitely. Although that one had a, I could a see lot that. of weird That'd stuff be because it was the it kept getting delayed by COVID and stuff. So. Yes. Yes. That was, uh, I mean, fucking. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder how they how they run it this year. Like if. Because, yeah, last year it was a bit all over the place. Um, this year, do you think that the Cinderella final final goes on last? Or do you think they have a tile match go on last? Um, if it is Siri versus Sarah, then that probably goes on last, yeah. I mean, it could work either way, because I, I imagine the Cinderella winner challenges for the red belt, so they could just come out yeah. like after that and be like... But, would make sense. Uh, yeah, a lot of interesting shit. A lot of interesting shit coming up. Very much so, yeah. We didn't really go over it, but they announced the cards for like every show for the next month the next and a half. Month. Yeah. Um, and there, there's a lot of cool stuff, uh, including this weekend, which should be fun. Um, a week after this, actually, they have but, the uh, the Cork and Anniversary show, which has a, a big bunch of starter wrestlers on it, so that's pretty oh, yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, we are we're tipping the well, well, we're not almost two hours because we took so long, but you know, 90 minutes is a pretty 
decent uh, total here. So we can close the show unless you uh, you want to talk more. Yeah. Uh, I can always talk, really. But but no. Um, yeah, I apologize for not being around last week. Uh, I know some of you probably were very happy. But I'm, so, I'm sure anybody who was happy probably stopped listening a long time ago. <laughs> um, I, I do actively apologize because that was my bad. And uh, I'm very happy to be back this week. This is my favorite thing ever. Uh, I love doing this. And I enjoyed watching all of these matches, even though some of them were pretty bad. Um, and I'm excited for all of the matches to come. Uh, like you said, this weekend, probably the two biggest quarterfinal matches um, in the tournament are happening. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty big. And that tag match could be really good. I am bleeding. I oh, didn't dear. know that. Oh, oh, oh my. <laughs> I, I don't know where that all came from, but okay. I am bleeding. Like, I think it was a pimple. I think it was a pimple. I'm going to be honest. I think, I think we're good. Jesus, fuck. That, that shit is... Okay. Um. Yeah, so uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um thank you for listening yes appreciate it as always uh go read I, i've been i've been writing more at last word so uh go read all my stuff over there i'm i'm proud of that as well and yeah stardom pretty cool stuff if i do say myself so myself yes and i will just cut in uh before your train of thought keeps going um <laughs> let us close the show uh, we you. will be back next week to review the shows that happened this weekend and we will preview uh, we'll probably talk about that Cork and Anniversary show because it's it's a pretty interesting show uh, involving stardom talent. And then we'll preview the uh, the Cork and Hall event that has the uh, second round of quarterfinals of the, uh, the Cinderella tournament. So a lot of interesting stuff happening next week. And uh, so we hope you join us then. But with that, we should close the show. So if you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Ejo. That was a fucking shock. I just started bleeding. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Give your loved ones the gift of warmth and happiness with an original Miki Couture blanket. Whether you need a gift for your family, co-workers, or friends, they all need to stay warm and cozy this holiday season. Our incredibly soft blankets are the perfect gift to celebrate the holidays at any budget. Show them how much you care with a blanket from Miki Couture that will be remembered forever. Begin your holiday shopping at softminkyblankets.com or your nearest Miki location.